All right. So has anybody had any like fun experiences from this last week, uh, given last chapter where we were talking about Holy Ghost versus Holy Spirit and like pulling those things out? Like I, you could probably tell like in my prayer just barely, I was like tripping over my words and like trying to make sure that I was saying the right one at the right time and <laughs> stuff like that. I probably messed up, but um, as I'm studying the scriptures this week, it, it's, it's very interesting what's being pointed out. Um, one of the main ones that, that pops out to me, somebody posted on somewhere, um, why wasn't the Holy Spirit active during Christ's ministry on the earth? And I was like, well, that's a great question. So what is it? Is it the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit? And why wouldn't it be? And anyway, just unpacking that and kind of diving into that study was, was an interesting one this week. Um, but anyway, just kind of opening that up, if anybody had any um, fun experiences. Was it not because he was present? It wasn't until he left that it became a necessity. But when he was here, it wasn't needed, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like the, the day of Pentecost, when that, that spiritual outpouring, that's when they received that. But that was after his resurrection, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So why he was here, they didn't need to have that because he was was here mm -hmm. yep exactly um so yeah diving into this week um kind of dipping into last week with unbelief and going into um faith and belief belief and unbelief and unpacking all of those um i found those very interesting as we are trying to like Chapter 10 is my favorite because it's just like all of these little mini studies to help us um, really grow. Um, some of these like misconceptions or um, I don't know, things that we might not have uh, developed or, or thought through previously. Um, faith and, and belief was definitely one of mine. I don't know. I just kind of always conflated them and never bothered to unpack them. And so this, um, this section was really key for me um, this week. Uh, really pulling them apart and seeing which one's what. And so with faith, where faith, you can't have faith in a falsehood, that faith is always pure, while belief, on the other hand, is a sum total of what we think. So it can have impurities in there. Um, it's just our belief system, our uh, kind of a sum total of who we are up until this point, um, which we have to work on on that belief. We have to rend the veils of unbelief and, and all of that so that we can have that pure, undefiled faith. Um, anyway, that, that was an interesting thing for me to, to wrestle with this weekend and really unpack where um, sometimes I use one interchangeably for the other and, and I really need to, to stop and, and take time to, to focus on where is my faith and, and where is my belief and where I'm at in any given kind of principle or subject, right? Um, anybody have any like favorite uh, points from, from those sections? Uh, anywhere kind of in the, the faith belief sections that, that you'd like to, to hit on? I really, this chapter for me was like crazy good. Mm -hmm. um i really like that part on 240 where it's halfway down 
Belief is extremely powerful and has a greater pull upon our lives than any other single force because our belief literally defines our universe. Mm -hmm. Life is what we believe it to be. People are what we believe them to be. Our perception of the world, our belief structure imposes so much distortion upon our vision that in many ways it creates the world we view. Like, you always hear that, but then to read it, it's like, I don't know, it gave up me, like, this chapter was crazy, just, just believe it, like, trying to learn to validate my beliefs, and -hmm. know that they're, they're beliefs, they're not just things I've thought, but they're like, I don't know, it's like a different level of belief, I don't know what it is, Mm -hmm. Um, just things I've studied, even with this class and then just things going on in the world. Um, is evil really evil or is it just evil? Cause I think it's evil. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's so deep. It's like, ah, it's just like blowing my brain. But then it also makes the savior even blowing my brain even more. So it's like, because if belief, if, if a belief has that much um, belief is extremely powerful and has a greater pull upon our lives than any other single force. So I think it's believing in my intuition and, and believing in the promptings that I've had and believing that evil is really that evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause sometimes I don't want to, I don't want to see it. I don't want to, I want to just think, <laughs> I know it's there, but I don't want to really even believe people are that bad or that evil and then also to believe what I have felt and had experienced and had manifested like to actually believe it not keep doubting it and not keep wondering and not keep you know what I mean it was really great chapter yeah for sure you know like sometimes when we uh, discuss it. <laughs> I had an example and then it left me and I'm trying to scrounge for another one. Um, so like the the rabbits at conference, right? Where if you um, uh, speak to them and, and love them and, and show forth that, uh, believe that they are something, right? They're valued and, and everything, that they can kind of rise and, and heal to the challenge, right? Um, if we are negative towards a person, they'll eventually believe that that's what they are and assume that responsibility, right? But if we're always building them up and praising people and uh, helping them, like that will help their belief uh, turn into to something great. And so when we're looking at ourselves and in like the Zion context, right? Like I can, I'm just kind of speaking from my own personal thing, but I might slip into like generalization wheeze. But um so often I, I kind of grew up hearing like, um, you know, those that make it to Zion kind of thing, like, oh, we're not really all that great or, or past dispensations were able to get there kind of a thing. But um, when I finally changed my belief around to, to assume that, yes, I 
can make it. I'm, I'm just as good. I have every opportunity. I live in the dispensation of the fullness of times. When that belief structure changed, then things started happening in my life because I started actually manifesting those and uh, working towards that goal. But if you never can believe in yourself that certain things are possible, you'll never get them. Uh, you'll never attain mm -hmm. those things. And so um, that, that belief is, is huge and crucial. And I think even more so what's been eye-opening for me is helping other people believe in themselves kind of a thing. And so uh, really affirmations and uh, things like that, instead of like constantly tearing down, which is kind of the, the norm of the world, right? Like we just tend to criticize or, or poke fun or joke, like everything in the name of comedy, but yet those things really can tear us down, tear down somebody's personal belief about themselves. And so really being careful in our words and seeing God as well, seeing others as God, right? Yeah. And anyway, uh, that was just kind of a, an interesting one for me um, throughout this chapter, because I mean, we're trying to build Zion. So why would we ever tear it down by belittling others or even ourselves and, and not believing that it's even possible? Right. But I know I, I catch my mom all the time and I'm like, oh, because she's talking about Zion and like, and she's like, oh, yeah. And when we're doing this and when we're doing that and stuff like she's already there. She that's <laughs> kind of a, assume that role. And I love it. <laughs> funny, like just saying that you are Zion and um, you can kind of place yourself there almost. I love it. We have about 60,000 thoughts uh, in our mind a minute, which is quite a lot. So when we have a negative one, then we need to replace it with three positive. And that's true. Uh, we need to remember and love our neighbor and see them as Heavenly Father sees them, which is not always easy. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite challenging. <laughs> some people are just so easy to love. And then some people are, are very hard and and you have to be a very disciplined uh, type of individual to be able to, to cast those thoughts out right away as soon as they, they enter in to just kind of dispel that. Like I, this week in, in my work or whatever, I was just like, oh my gosh, I cannot handle this person at all. It, it was so bad. I, I was getting very grumpy and very upset in different circumstances. And, and it took a lot of, of work and strength and stuff but I think that that's what this chapter really did to help me was to reframe my belief around that person. And then they become that. Like if you're just angry at them, they're always going to be walking on eggshells trying to like please you or, or not do something wrong that they will do something wrong. But if you open up a dialogue and, and you are their best friend or whatever, then their their guard comes down and they can actually function properly and without you know just being that uh uneasy kind of thing but i don't know that uh, i feel like i'm talking a lot but that was just something that that really came up and, and was eye-opening to me this week because it, it's is so hard sometimes to just take those thoughts and really process them and get rid of them as fast as they come in because that is like you said one of the hardest things 60,000 thoughts a minute that's that's a lot <laughs> yeah and then that um that paragraph 
it's on that same page 240 unlike faith which is always pure our belief structure includes both pure elements of truth and impurities of human consumption tradition false conclusions and outlight lie outlight out and out lies most of what we believe comes from experiences of our lifetime all of which occur in the natural world and most of which are in some way tainted so they're like a lot of our thoughts are tainted such false beliefs are hostile to our progress unless overridden by revealed truth so it's like what you're saying and then like with the guy at work bugging you like trying i think is trying to see them as a child of god is trying to see i have to try to like with i have a couple of people in my life that i don't i don't have a choice that they're in my life or not it's not like i can sever or, you know it's constantly trying to see how can god love them like <laughs> how can he love them how can he make a child like that <laughs> but then just keep like forgiving and just try to radiate light and and um like you said just love people and it's like the hardest thing in this world to love people that are just mean they're not even mean people it's just really but cuz there's I mean, a lot <laughs> if, because if especially when they're related to you but mm -hmm. but if we really love Christ and we really want to be Christ like then we have to find a way <laughs> to see them the way he sees them right mm -hmm. yeah and l posted in the chat um a book i'm trying to read is dealing with difficult people 24 lessons for bringing out the best in everyone uh by rick brinkman and rick kirshner i i've heard of that book i've never actually dove into to read it <laughs> but yeah. yeah it's really challenging to read i mean it's definitely <laughs> it's kind of a deep book he talks about intent different four kinds of different intentions and how to listen to understand and it's just kind of skills to de develop along with you know listening to the spirit it just gives us more ability to understand others and see where they're coming from and i think love them better uh -huh. by really? understanding where they're coming from wow yeah it's definitely something i need to read for sure it's what's so weird about what's so weird about humanity is that even though you know they're mean and even though you know they're not they're not kind to people you still worry about what they think about you even though you know that they're rude about everybody and they're not usually right you know but you still have this i what are they saying about me and i think maybe humility is just is it just not caring is it just like just believing that there's a that you know in heavenly father and believing there's a plan and just not is that true humility is just to let it go and not care what people think i mean do we ever get to that point does anybody know the answer to that because i know that <laughs> can this be an i need help discussion my name's Kathy Barton and I need help. <laughs> Kathy on page 243. Uh, this is in DNC 84, verse 54. And your minds in time past have been darkened because of unbelief and because you have treated lightly the things you have received, which vanity and unbelief have brought the whole church under condemnation. So we need to watch our vanity yeah 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought that was interesting because how many times have I read that before? But I've never noticed the vanity word, which is vain of me in the first place. <laughs> like there's vanity. Is vanity, yeah. is vanity caring what people think? Is that what vanity is? I, that's I think what it I is, would, huh? Yeah. yeah. I would so. define it as. Yeah, because we really should care about what God thinks of us, not what other people think of us, which yeah. is hard because we're mortal and we have weaknesses and it's we want to impress other people or look good to other people. But it's really we want to look good well, to God. Even, well, even I think we just, it's basic humanity to want acceptance. Like, yes. Oh, yeah. Don't you think like, is that yeah. wrong? Do we need to not need acceptance? I think we have to seek acceptance from God. There's a great talk. I'll have to see if I can find it. It was a conference talk probably eight years ago or so. Um, and I can't remember. I'll see if I can look at it, look it up and put it in the chat. Mm-hmm. But it talks about, um, being accepted by God and how that changes your perspective on everything mm-hmm. to know that you're loved and accepted by God. And I think that's the ultimate goal is, you know, when we get that, that born again experience or whatever you want to call it, then we know we're approved and accepted by God. And then other people's opinions of us don't really matter because we know God really loves us. Mm-hmm. I also feel like there's still the ebb and flow of it though like you have your high points where it's like yes you know i know god loves me i know my purpose and then you have this (laughs) where it's like everybody hates me (laughs) and not that not that dramatic i mean i'm being super dramatic but just like uh if that i mean is zion all going to be people we like with everybody there is going to be people we enjoy and everybody there was going to be like kumbaya we just love each other chill together (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i've always wondered that about like the actual city zion with enix people right like i mean they all just get along all the time i mean they never have little tiffs or anything but i mean what what would that even be like i don't know if i've ever even seen that in (laughs) in practice zion is of one heart and one mind Uh so i think that we're changed you know we talk about he talks in the book about being translated the people that are in zion are translated and so that means we have to go on a higher plane i think so that we learn to love other people and we are of one mind and one heart and we're um, just trying to please, please God. We're not trying to please right. people. Yeah, that we've been changed because we can't change ourselves. because he talks a lot in there in this chapter. I don't have the book handy right at the moment, but I know he talks about how doing stuff on our own, you know, self-improvement, self-esteem, self, self, yeah. self. And we yeah. have to rely on God because the only one who can truly change us is Christ, you know? Yeah. I really so, like that part. Almost all the concepts of self-esteem, self-love, self-fulfillment, self-sufficiency, and the like are not scriptural and are largely uninspired. And it, so it's all like exactly what you said. Um, even the concept of self-discipline is a primary process to perfection, places too much emphasis on self and too little upon obedience to the voice of God. So yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, that really hit me a lot because I mean, that's what our world is all about right now, right? You know, the self-help and and self-acceptance, all that kind of stuff, but- Selfie pictures. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, um, and there, 
there was a really good article too talking about you know self stuff or doing stuff because we talk in the church a lot about being obedient you know reading our scripture saying our prayers and doing that but i remember by kurt frankham he he had something a couple years ago all about he said something about it's more about how do we measure those things like love and charity and empathy and kindness those don't you don't have measures on those but we really focus on things we can measure like obedience and it said that's not what it's all all about it's about the measure of our heart and we can't take a measurement of that as easily as we can say well are you paying your tithing are you reading your scriptures do you you know that kind of stuff yeah it's easy to so we all want a star we all want a sticky star on their forehead <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly because it's easy to measure and quantify but that's not you know, I do. Had, I want a sticky star. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just easy. One. It's easier that way. <laughs> uh -huh. yeah, yeah, it's the inner stuff, not so much the outer stuff. Supposedly, the outer stuff is supposed to transform our inner se inner self. Yeah, yeah, and even L, even if you could just get to that level and just hold it, like, uh huh, go up the ladder and just hold it. Yeah, that would be like my ideal dream. Is like, okay, I'm here. You know, it's kind of like the flex arm hang when I was in middle, in elementary school. I could never do the stupid flex arm hang. Everybody else could do it, but I couldn't do the flex arm hang. And I'm still having a hard time with it. Like spiritually, I think I do good. But then it's like, oh, then I just do this. It's almost like it's well, like it's part of the ladder, right? You have to have the descend for the ascend, right? Two steps okay. forward, one step back. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So at the, at the bottom of page um, 244, like, yeah, the bottom, to have our hearts changed by the Holy Spirit such that we have no more disposition to do evil, but to do good continually um, as King Benjamin's people and the covenant responsibility we have accepted. Mosiah 5.2, this mighty change is not simply the result of working harder or developing greater individual dis discipline rather it is the conquer of a fundamental change in our desire our motives and our natures made possible through the atonement of christ the lord it's not anything that we do it's through loving just loving our our savior and taking mm -hmm. him as our guide and having faith in his atonement for us. I really oh, like what President Nelson has, the things that he has taught us are so significant for our day. To let God prevail, to hear him, to get the debris out of our life, to um, you know, all those things. It's that whole, if you just put together a whole list and you look through it, you're like, wow things really are there to help us he has said that the lord has told him to share with us i believe i have faith that he's a true prophet and it has guided us through this whole and preparing us for zion mm -hmm. yeah i really loved the bottom of 245 um this element of like fatigue and exhaustion right like i'm super susceptible to this 
where I'm just trying to go about doing so much that it, it's like good, better, best, you know, we, we talk about that and everything, but I really like how he worded like pretty much this whole paragraph. But, um, the eternal value of any act is dependent upon the virtue of the underlying belief. And so as we're acting on a prompting from the Holy Spirit and correctly believe that we should perform the act of service or what have you, that um, things that are saving in nature have no residual element of fatigue or exhaustion, but are rejuvenating, empowering, and exalting. And I was just thinking of that in light of like translated beings, right? Three Nephites, John the Revelator, whatever, um, you know, are they fatigued and exhausted old men just roaming the earth uh, looking for their next service project? Or are they rejuvenated and empowered by the service that they perform? And um, can I say the same about myself? And it's like, huh, okay, I need to change some things because I'm constantly like getting like that, that burnt out phase. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to do good, but then like, there's, there's always that, uh, I'm not experiencing the, uh, that rejuvenation that, that comes with it many times. Um, and so just kind of how he, he put that, that the eternal value of any act is dependent upon the virtue of the underlying belief. The belief behind the act sanctifies or soils the result. And so what do I really believe about the things that I'm doing? Where are you, Cameron? I can't find that. Uh, so the bottom of 245, like I'm kind of chopping it up and, and murdering it, but <laughs> like in teeny yeah. little pieces all over the whole chapter or just no, like... <laughs> all over that paragraph, that paragraph, I'm putting it in. A different order. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, so it starts with when we attempt to accomplish and then through the rest of the page. And I kind of put up sentence here. Sentence different. There. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, you might have a different version, which it's going to be yeah. on the next page. Okay. So, I got it. I got it. When we attempt to accomplish great things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that whole, that whole section just really hit me hard. Um, uh, the belief behind the act sanctifies or soils the result. And so really changing my belief about the service that I render. And so that it can be for a benefit and not just this exhaustion or fatigue that, that it might be the, the result. Like, for example, like that book of Nelson, I mean, that took like hours and hours of work of typesetting and <laughs> correcting and finding talks that were like in remote places and stuff. But there was, there was times when it was like, I was exhausted and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm just so done with this project. I want to be done. But then there was times when the belief about it, that this would actually help people come closer to Christ by studying President Nelson's admonitions and, and things was like, was transformative and rejuvenating, but you know, there was that, that cycle and that, that ebb and flow of it. But I, yeah, I don't know. I just really resonated with um, that, that last thing. It can either sanctify or soil um, the, the belief behind the act that we, we bring into it. Um, I, I'd never considered that, but um, that's why when the scriptures or somebody, I can't remember, I'm not quoting it, but um, that even if we do good, it won't be rendered to our benefit, right? So we have to change mm -hmm. the belief behind it so that it can. Um, and then uh, L posted a talk, um, being accepted of the Lord by Elder Eric 
Kapischke in yeah. April 2013. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it, but he has a really good three-step process to understand to have the constant companion of the Holy Ghost. And one is to know our hearts are honest and broken, pure motives and desire. Um, second is to know that our spirits are contrite with the proper attitude, example, humble, joyful, learning, teachable. And three, to observe our covenants by sacrifice. Mm, I love that. Yeah. So it's a great talk because I taught, I think it was Elder Cornish's talk, um, will I make it or am I good enough? And then I use that as a supplementary uh, talk was that mm -hmm. one being accepted by the Lord. So, you know, you're good enough when you've done all those things and the Lord accepts your sacrifices that you make. And so I think that's what we have to seek. And it's hard because we want other, we do, like you said before, we really want the sticky star and other people's approval. <laughs> Well, I either want the sticky star from the Heavenly Father. It's not from other people. Right. But I want the star, you know? Yeah. I want to be the teacher's pet. I want to be the teacher's pet. Um, I, I kind of feel inspired to tell a story. Um, um, my, our bishop gave a talk that was kind of, it kind of leads into this. I want to share it. It's probably one of my favorite talks I've ever heard. He's a cowboy. And he was talking about um, when they break horses. And he was saying at first he didn't like he didn't like the, the whole part of breaking a horse. He felt like it was mean and it was abusive and it was, he just didn't like it. But then as he grew up and learned how to break horses, how important it was that a horse was broke and you could depend on this horse. And he said how important it is for us to be broke and which is, you know, completely give our hearts to God and be, he can depend on us. But then he said, but there's nothing, nothing better than a horse that is dead broke mm -hmm. because they're safer and you can depend on them and, and there, and there's nothing better. And he challenged all of us to be dead broke. <laughs> and it was like, it was like, I want to be dead broke. <laughs> so, so, and that talk comes to me all the time. Like I want to be that, that committed to heavenly father. I want to be so dedicated to heavenly father that those the people in my life that are not kind don't doesn't even affect me like I well I want to get to that part you know I want I think if you were dead broke it probably wouldn't affect you right mm -hmm. you'll get there <laughs> you'll get there keep trying just, just got to listen to your talk <laughs> and then then sometimes I think it's just setting boundaries because I think sometimes we set ourselves up to allow people to um kind of, I don't want to say abuse us, but take privileges, you know, they just, I don't know. And I think I was guilty of not setting boundaries and there's things that you can do to prevent people from, you know, having that, that issue with people feeling that you need approval or that they yeah. criticize you. And I'm just learning about that because I've kind of let people overstep their bounds a little mm -hmm. bit. And then I get really frustrated and then it's hard for me to love other people too and accept them. Mm -hmm. So some of it's our responsibility as well as other people's. So it's hard to navigate sometimes. <laughs> talking about your bishop that said that about breaking a horse. Has any of you ever broke a horse? Mm -mm. No. Okay, breaking a horse requires a ton of trust between both you and the horse trust love 
caring, kindness, all of those things goes, it are all involved in breaking a horse. It's it, I've, I had a horse that I'd bought from somebody else that the lady had broke it. And she basically broke it by beating the hell out of it is what she did. She, mm -hmm. she would whip it. She would beat it. She would, and we couldn't trust it for anything. I mean, she was she broke was to the nines. She could yeah. do anything once she did it, but she was also, you didn't, when, when you set her out to do barrel racing or any com competition, she could do it. But when she was done with that particular thing, you didn't know what she was going to do. Yeah. And so as a result, after having her and my daughter had high school rodeo, tried to high school rodeo, I guess I should say with her, we finally decided we need to turn her out for a year, let her just be in the pasture field. And I took on and decided to retrain her. And I did everything opposite. She had done everything like mm -hmm. when, if you, when she did barrels, we did it. She used to do everything to the right. I cha changed it. I made her do everything to the left. I did everything opposite of what she had been. But let me tell you, it took a lot. It took years to, re to, to redo that. And it was trust, kindness, loving. She had to learn that I wasn't going to hurt her. So it's kind of like us, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. As soon as Kathy was saying, she's like, I just feel prompted to, to share a story or whatever. It's something my bishop talked about or whatever. The exact same thing popped in my head. Um, our previous bishop uh, talked in state conference and it's one that I'll always remember. Like, I don't remember any of his other talks, but he talked about breaking a horse. And I was oh, like, really? what the wow. heck? When you said break, that's why I laughed. <laughs> but that's I was so like, cool. He talked about it. And when he was finally writing or no, it was his son that was writing it. I, I think I need to go back to my journal and reread it. But um, uh, when his son was was writing it and having such a hard time and everything, but his son came back and, and testified of when he actually felt the very moment when he felt the horse break, he was like, I could tell it, I could sense it. It just, we were one, we were writing yeah. that kind of thing or whatever. Yeah. And um, anyway, like when I was reading that, you know, I'm not a cowboy. I've been around a lot of cowboys, but um, anyway, when I was in state conference, listening to that talk, it just like sent shivers through my spine. Kind of like when you were saying like the dead yeah. broke principle, like I want to be that for the Lord. I want to yeah. like, have that, that moment when I'm finally in alignment and, and everything is just that smooth stride, complete trust. Like Kathy was talking about, like, Oh yeah, I, I want that. And it's kind of rekindled that for me tonight. I, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have re yeah. heard that had you not shared that example. Yeah. Um, I really truly think that when we get to dead broke, it will, they, it won't, the adversary won't. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I don't actually interact with these people a lot, but just even having them around me, it's, it, it depletes me. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I still have the so, horse. I still have her. And you do? Uh-huh. And it's, it's funny because like my ex-husband, he was one that, you know, he would just start smacking them or, or hitting them. And, but she's, she's still, she's leery of other people. She's leery of, of man, of, you know, different types, but I can go out there. She'll walk right mm -hmm. up to me, she, but, she it, trusts it's, you. but it's, it's all those things that go into, 
I mean, it's just, we think of us as a broken person, you know, what things that when you're saying, you know, um, when you've learned things from very young growing up in, in church or whatnot, and you're not accepted or them types of things, them are things that stick in your head until you're, you're brought back into it by either faith, understanding, or somebody that, that says, Hey, this is, that's not really how it is. We're good people. We, we do accept you. It's not because of these other things. Mm -hmm. it, it all goes into it. You have to sometimes hit rock bottom to be able to let that happen. Mm -hmm. And I love how he talks about that in this, in this chapter, I'm trying to find where it is. Oh, right here. Mine is on 246 at the top. Um, let's see. The human psyche is littered with such um, refuse from the past and without the workings of the Holy Spirit to cleanse and to upgrade the soul. Such thinking may well persist into and beyond the persist into and beyond the grave. But it talks about how before that it talks about um, when people don't feel safe and when they feel like God didn't answer their prayers, then they don't um, feel safe because it promises that then it, it the promises to keep them from experience the pain again. I really like that how a lot of times we hold back because we don't dare believe, like we don't dare give, we don't dare to be dead broke because wonder if I wonder if it doesn't work or wonder if I don't do it right or wonder if wonder if it doesn't do what I think like completely giving yourself um I don't know what is it scary or is it just like a process I think sometimes it's like that that complete humility is kind of hard to get to mm -hmm. yeah I, exactly and like in the instance of like a horse and and it's breaker it's cowboy <laughs> lack of a better word like Sometimes like the horse might think it knows better. Like, I know that I can't clear that or like, you know, they're, they might be scared of, of something or whatever. And so that's kind of like us. Like we put our own things into it. Like, no, I know I, I've had experience. I've, I've distrusted before or uh, something bad has happened. So I know what's going to be the outcome of this. And so that, that trust in, in our savior. And isn't that how the Lord kind of breaks us and takes us through these descents? is usually through things that we know what the outcome would be if we did it ourselves, right? And so we have kind of like this distrust, like, are you really with me? Like, I could do this, but <laughs> at the same time, uh, we have these previous notions, these previous experiences, or uh, what terminology here, the unbelief, right? Um, I, well, and that goes exactly along with Elle's description, mm -hmm. because she's making the horse work. She's making him do what he doesn't want to do in the reverse order to reteach these thoughts, but she's with him. She's not leaving him. She's loving him instead of being mean. And that's that same, like that total trust the horse has to have in her. And then like, of course, ours is a whole different level of like giving your whole life. Like, mm -hmm. but it's a pretty cool concept when you put it into the beliefs, this, this chapter. Well, and it's, I'm Kathy, I'm not L, but that's okay. But Oh, that, how come yours says L? I, it shouldn't. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But anyway, so. I can't, that, I never saw your face, so I don't know who I, L is. It, it's all good. <laughs> the, I'm same, really a visual person, so I need to see your face someday. 
that's, that's I was calling same. you Cindy last time. <laughs> it's all good. But that same horse, she, she hated water. And, you know, after I, I, this is an example, after I work them out and, you know, do work with them and everything, it's in the summer because usually I live in Utah, so it's hot, you know, and then I always will get a hose and cool them down so that they're good and cool before I ever put them away. She would freak, she would freak out with water. Ugh. I had to actually make puddles in the arena, stand in the water, pull, bring her slowly into the water, guide her into it. And isn't that what Christ does with us is, you know, it, it, we have our fears and, and we're afraid, but if we will let him bring us into those places where those fears are, we can overcome them, you know, and, and, and she's fine with it now. I can put water on her. I can do, but it took a long time. It doesn't happen overnight with them or with us. And mm -hmm. I guess it's just having to like I say the belief and the faith, both, they go hand in hand believing that the part that that it's going to happen and that you're not going to get hurt and the, and i think we have the faith it's just letting go of our human side that holds us back mm -hmm. yeah and then l posted a couple things here in chat so um rumi r-u-m-i is the wound uh, being broken is the place where the light enters you which is a very interesting one. When you posted it, I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> but, um, and then uh, a little bit later, uh, it's a bad pun, but we have to let go of the reins or the control and let God have it. Like <laughs> really uh, hand those right on over. Yeah. Yeah, the broken vase is like the potter's vessel. You know, it's if it had a lid on it, it'd be all dark and closed up inside. And until it's broken or there's a hole in it oh, or yeah. a wound in it, the light can't enter in it. So it's like us until we let go of things and let that wound leave it open for christ or the light to enter we can't be healed because we're keeping it all bottled up mm. and think we can, can take control of it ourselves mm -hmm. and christ is the only person that can really heal us yeah i love that um so i don't know we can uh, go back to that or whatever, but I really wanted to touch on the whole sacrifice principle too, before we're out of time and everything, because the sacrifice is like huge for this chapter, right? In context of Zion and, and what we're all striving towards and everything, um, which, I mean, this section is perfect for uh, a lead into lectures on faith that we'll be studying down the road because um, uh, much of, of it, much of lecture, I think it's three and four are, are quoted here, but that the sacrifice is such a huge principle and yet we just kind of gloss over it. We might even enter covenants for, for sacrifice, right? But yet do we truly understand what it means um, to, to sacrifice? Um, it's a scary term, like it says on, on 254, but um, the reason sacrifice holds this high office is because of the way truth is dispensed unto mankind that that is the way that truth can distill upon our souls is through that, that element of, of sacrifice. And um, what is the sacrifice that we are commanded to perform in these days? Different in the time of Moses, right? We have a, a switch and a change, but 
um, the sacrifice is the broken heart and the contrite spirit. And I, you know, no coincidence that we're talking about the horses, you know, the broke principle, broken heart and contrite spirit that we can actually um, yield our entire selves up to the Lord. When we finally can, can offer that up in, in righteousness and have that accepted of the Lord, I mean, things are unstoppable, right? I mean, that's what we've been reading about with all these other examples, Abraham, Isaiah, when they're, they offer up and finally get that, that full offering on, on the table, that broken heart and contrite spirit, they, they receive all, they, they receive the vision, they receive everything so that they can then turn around and minister because they are uh, a broke beast, animal, whatever you want to say, in um, the, the Lord's arsenal to, to go about doing good. Uh, I think that that's such a huge principle and um, learning that is, is such a complicated process in this, this Zion-like principle because we all will have to be broke. I mean, as we've studied timelines before, right? You know, the tent cities, the, the cities of light, as we are transitioning into Zion, those are kind of pit stops on our <laughs> process as, as groups to, to help us offer up that, that sacrifice. Um, to prove that, that we are Zion-like before we get there. Um, any? You missed the, the line before page 254. Uh-huh. The, um, the last part of that paragraph, having thus obtained faith in Christ, or better stating, having begun the journey to perfect faith in Christ, the next step is a willingness to sacrifice our will, our time, our possessions for the living Christ, even, and I like this part, as he directs by his voice. We're not alone in this. He's going to help us. He's going to be there for us. We had a little experience when we were living in um, in Lehigh, and it was time for us to go to Illinois. No, when we first, let me do this. It was before, when we first moved to, um, when we first moved to Utah, we moved there without a job. We moved from Southern California without a job, and we knew one one little family that we knew from Santa Rosa and she'd moved to San Diego and um, then she moved to Utah. And so we, we knew her, but we knew no one else. And we went up there without a job. And um, the Lord led us like little steps, little baby steps to look at, we, we were looking at businesses to buy and um, just little businesses, nothing big. And the Lord led us to a pizza restaurant. And we looked at that and we're like, oh, this sounds great. But then he led us to a Dairy Queen. We're like, oh, wow, this looks great. And then he led us to something else. And it was like these little baby steps to get us ready for the one that we were supposed to be in because he wasn't ready yet to sell. So he was just like kind of holding us off. Mm -hmm. um, and it was like little stepping stones. And then when, um, when we found this vending business, it was like, it was in Salt Lake. And he goes, well, we're we're, we're, um, we're not ready yet. We're going to go on vacation and then we'll come back. Well, when he came back, we were living in Lehigh, which is Utah County. So here's, you know, here's this business is open now. This one we would like to sell if you would like to buy it. It was like, perfect. It was in our backyard. And it, it was all those little babies, those little, they weren't baby, those little stones, those stepping stones to get us to the perfect business for our family at that time. It was pretty amazing mm -hmm. so that the Lord will lead us. He, he directs by his voice. And, and we talked about that last week about his voice, how his voice talks to us and how he, he leads us. Um, 
and, and I have to, this is going to sound braggy, but I have to say that we submitted to the will of the Lord going to Utah. Okay, we'll go. You know, we were there without a job. We went there without a job. We just went. We knew that this is what we were supposed to do. And we had faith that he would take care of us. And he did. It was pretty amazing. So when we, when we do those things that we've been asked to do, when we put him first, we put the Lord first, he's going to bless us. He's going to lead us and he's going to show us. So when we're willing to sacrifice our will, our time, our possessions for the living Christ, even as he directs by his voice, he's going to help us along. I love that. It's amazing. Some of the, the things we can see in retrospect and some of the things that, that are in, in real time that we can almost see the hand of the Lord just playing out and, and realizing it. Uh, most of mine is, is in the, the rear view mirror, but, um, but yeah, I, he, he's always working on our behalf. Like it's amazing that he can do that for all mankind and, and help tutor us in, in all of these different ways. Um, like Kathy was talking about this, this horse that, that, uh, she's breaking. Like, can you imagine doing that for a, a world full of horses, like all at the same time and in all of their own intricate ways, like they all need broken in, in different, um, manners like man that <laughs> to be um to be god in in that is uh, i don't know i'm i'm in total awe of, of that process but um you know someday we'll we'll get there and have to do that same thing for for our children but and i really feel like the lord is leading to you also into the things that you share and the people that you're meeting and that you're collaborating with and pulling pulling as a word together to make it more understanding for us i mean i so appreciate your work and your humility and the time that you put um to to gather all these things together and gosh i love when on tuesday night i'm like can you here's your answers i say something and you've got the answers i'm just kind of like <laughs> kind of a transition from like when i'm moderating versus when i'm in the background i can just like search things <laughs> i'm oh, like wow. the l of tuesday nights <laughs> right <laughs> he, he does that for sunday nights <laughs> uh, i appreciate you all the things you shared too it, and um i just have to know did you meet with tony then did you guys have your your talk uh-huh yeah so um we're we're set for next week where we're we're going to film our portion of it. And then um, a couple of weeks from, from then, we'll um, be bringing everyone in for a question and answer thing. So that didn't happen today. It happens next week. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Next so week is when we actually of, film. Have you heard of David Hawking? You know who David Hawking is? Huh? I've never heard of him. Is it another yeah. one I need to meet? <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to meet him tomorrow, but, um, he lives here in Raleigh and I have his card on my desk and I got a call um, yesterday from one of the sisters in our ward. And she says, we're having this meeting with um, David Hawking and she had introduced me to his books and he has books that he does kind of like Oliver has done with Isaiah and hmm. with, I'm not sure how he has an Enoch book. I don't know. So maybe look into him. His, um, is it Beacon? Hold on, I got to move the computer to see this thing. I've heard the name, but I don't know why I've heard the name. It's it sounds familiar to me. So I, now I got to research why I've heard it. Beacon Light Books, and it's David Hawking, and he has done a like a whole series of books. So Beacon Light Books. 
and I can tell you more next week after we meet with him. Hopefully tomorrow, if we don't. Is he I, an artist? What's up? Is he an artist also? I only know that when they came over to watch um, a special with us, they brought over a stack of books and introduced us and left a business card because they had two business cards in their books. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this book? <laughs> so I haven't done any more study except oh, okay. I felt like I needed to meet him. And it's interesting how all these people that are um, gathering together with, with Cameron um, and like making this picture more clear for me. And I think for all of us, it's just, it's just beautiful to understand better how to um, make it through this time and how to prepare for, for Zion and mm -hmm. help with the gathering. Um, yeah, it's interesting how it all plays out and, and all of the like little tender mercies that the, the Lord brings in and stuff. I mean, like when I started out with this, you know, I was like, oh, prepared to like teach and, and do this stuff or whatever. And then I got humbled through that process. And it's all about being a moderator and, and helping with that. And then um, it, it's just so interesting. Like you said, like certain people kind of come into the frame and um, by random happens chance. And um, I not equating us to school of the prophets in any way, shape or form. Don't get me wrong. But like, I mean, that's kind of the pattern, right? Like School of the Prophets was, was bringing together people to, to learn uh, in faith, in, in religion, in secular things, and just kind of in all over so that we can all grow. And um, I don't know, I, every step of the way, I, I'm led and then I, I lean on, on everyone else to, to like guide this path and, and where we go kind of thing. I don't know, it, it's been really fun. Um, but in and of itself, it's kind of like that, that breaking process because <laughs> my mom knows me, I, I'm a very prideful kind of person, but like, um, learning how the Lord wants this kind of group to go and, and what he envisions for us, like he's preparing us for something big. And so, um, it, it it's just been fun, uh, gaining all these new friends that, I mean, I never would have met Laura <laughs> back in North Carolina any other way. Um, but as we, um, grow and, and find so many different things in common um you know just like just in our discussion tonight like we have uh somebody who actually has experience breaking a horse we have um all of this research and, and knowledge getting thrown together and uh we can really learn and grow and become and anyway it's just so fun like you said i i love every minute of it Thank you. It, yeah, thank you for doing this because it's just definitely more freeing than gospel doctrine or come follow me on Sunday school, which is like people just aren't open to ideas. They just, I don't, yeah. <laughs> so it's fun to discuss all kinds of stuff here. I like, I just, it feels really good. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Um, and then uh, what was the link that you posted? Was that the David Hawking? Yes, that's the book company uh, and his books. Okay. Yep. I just wanted to look it up because I figured I'd forget it between now. And if we talk about other things, I wouldn't remember it. Uh -huh. so, yeah. <laughs> so anybody yeah, else never heard that wouldn't it. remember it, I thought it's a reminder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. Because yeah, I was but trying to Google, but I wasn't finding them. <laughs> Did you guys all, did you share the, um, what is her name, Young? Is that from this group? About the Egyptian? Robin? Uh, 
find it. Robin Young, did you guys watch that? Uh, yeah, like I'm halfway through it. <laughs> I, I so I watched both of them. That's pretty awesome. And question, what happened to Joseph? That's pretty amazing to think about that. And mm -hmm. Heavenly Mother and the Pyramids. So I ordered that book that she talked about. I can't wait to like look at it closer. Mm -hmm. I need to listen to her two things again. That was pretty amazing. What yeah. were the names of the two that, that was you watched? Because I watched the one on the book of, what was it called? The book of Philip or Philip? Phillips. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't. And the other ones, she had two on Egypt. They have Egypt in the title. Yeah, watch the two on Egypt. They're phenomenal. Okay. What books did you get, uh, Laura? So it's just about Egyptian, something that she talked about. I wish I could just like talk to you guys like you guys can. Here is um, the link to one of those videos and you can probably find the other one. Because I was listening and, and watching and stuff, but I was, I was working too at the same time because I telework, you know, so I was <laughs> like, I need to go back and write them down because I couldn't, I wasn't writing them down while I was working. Uh -huh. But yeah, I, it was amazing, the information. Could you think oh, about yeah. it? What did happen to Joseph? Why are we, Abraham, Isaac, and, and Jacob? It, where, why do we never say Joseph? Joseph. He's very instrumental in everything. Yeah, and so it's interesting. This is kind of a cool story. My mother didn't do a whole lot with us when we were at home. But um, she did take me, when we were living in California, she did take me to see King Tut. Mm -hmm. It's kind of always been something that is important to me to learn about Egypt, but I haven't really taken the time to learn about it because it just felt like corrupt or it didn't feel right. Like I was getting the right story. But when I listened to her, it just resonated. I was like, oh my heck, I've got to learn more about this now. I've got to know this. And to, to see that Heavenly Mother is in the in the pyramids and that um even part of the temple ceremony words are in there oh well see i'm kind of like you i've always had a fascination with egypt and the pyramids and i mean they mm -hmm. they always fascinated me i'd watch archaeology things about it and mm -hmm. and i ne i never knew why but it's always mm -hmm. been something that's very much interest me i just thought it was amazing and and you know my dad's a, a general contractor so all my life i've seen building from the you know him build things and to see things and i would always go how did they do that how, how? Yeah. you know it so my brain would always go that direction try and figure things out because i would see how all the tools my dad had to build homes he's a you know and all that and it's like and they had nothing you know so it's it resonated with me also mm -hmm. i don't know who said it because i listened to i don't know but i guess i have decided or felt that the reason i had those feelings about egypt that maybe there was some evil in it is because all good civilizations end up falling and the things that we learn about it are probably fallen things at this point unless we what could you know, unless you could go back and learn actually what it is. And I think this lady has really dug that out from her, from her studies and what she was saying in those videos, I, what she is saying doesn't feel evil at all. No. And we only know what we've been told mm -hmm. by, you know, other things. Yeah. So and, I, and, I, and I feel that way about our, even our history, 
Oh yeah, absolutely. I just, oh my gosh. I mean, what, what of it can you believe? It, de it depends on who had the, it, yet I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I find that, that aspect really hard because like history is changing and like, what can you believe? And like, mm -hmm. uh, at what point did it change, et cetera? You know, Robin talks about that. I think it's Robin that talks about it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's talking about Josiah's reforms and, and everything. Like when, when they take Holy Mother Wisdom out of the temple and like, okay, well, well, what do you trust and, and stuff if it's that ancient and, and we're still revamping from it today? Like, I don't know. It's such an interesting thing, history, you know? Like, <laughs> that's why I just want to see the end from the beginning directly from the Lord so that I know what to trust and, and I don't have to like start guessing and, and gleaning from, from other sources. But it's so interesting to to really dive in and, and study that stuff. I'm taking like Mandy Green's class that she references and, and stuff. Um, are you are taking it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I've taken I it before. I took the Mary Magdalene class and now I'm taking the uh, the mother class. So I, awesome. I just posted a link to a video I saw. I don't know if you guys have seen it about our Heavenly Mother. It just popped up on my feed. I think it's pretty new. And she does reference Mandy Green, but is it was Jos is that Jocelyn or Jocelyn? Who is uh, it? Yeah, that's Jocelyn. Yeah, yeah, she's she does some great stuff. Yeah, it was really cool. But if it, anybody hasn't it watched, I've been listening to it several times and I'm just in awe of. Yeah, I I thought her presentation was really well done. Too. She does a lot lot of good stuff. How I don't I'm not familiar with her. Um, like the only way I know her is that she's on the Discover Isaiah Facebook group and she, she posts a lot of her videos on there. Jocelyn Peterson Henderson or something like that. Okay. It's just it's under like Latter-day something. So it wasn't put on there by her, I guess. It's in another, on another person's feed. And I only know her from like the Discover Isaiah, but then we connected because both of us have lost children. So we connected oh. on it on a different basis through that way so yeah mm -hmm. well if anybody hasn't seen that video it's really really good yeah really good she had a really um cool post about um the fall she did yeah and that was and hey do like you guys have week. her as a friend on facebook not a friend but she's in that group which which group is i i have her as a friend yeah so discover so what, tell me her name one more time Jocelyn Henderson, uh, something. Just a second, let me find it. Yeah. Jocelyn Hendren Pedersen, P E D E R S E N. Hendren. It's Jocelyn. I like to have people like that on my Facebook feed. So I'm just seeing positive things instead of all the. Uh, uh huh. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, that oh, was okay. A, I'll look at it. Thanks. Right there was amazing. Read that post. Yeah, this is her face. I always have to oh, put okay. the face to the name. <laughs> I know <laughs> that's me. Yep. But yeah, she has lots of cool, interesting posts. Even though some people really disagree with <laughs> some of her stuff. <laughs> yeah. There's always going to be some. Disagrees. person that was really beating her up over that i know <laughs> it's crazy that's why i don't really like i mean you know why i hate facebook for lots of reasons but like there's some of that i'm just like Ugh. why can't we just be nice like 
everybody's in different processes of, of learning. Like who cares one iota? People are just sharing what they're passionate and excited about. Never put that down. Like, well, they might be 90% right and 10% mm-hmm. off a little bit. I mean, you know, you know, we have to decide that and pray about it ourselves. But. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, person just kept going on and on. Maybe not even read the comments, just read the post. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just read the post. <laughs> you can get really angry if you read the comments. Yeah, I've learned that on, on the Isaiah page. I just read the original author's post. I never try to go into the comments because it's just, it gets my soul anxiety, most comments. It gets you, that con- contention that we don't want. And yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, people, just just let it go. If you're feeling, just take it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Good thing I can't reach out and hit them because I probably would. <laughs> Wait, wait, we need to love each other and we have these missions and some of them are to antagonize to make sure that we can have righteous judgment, right? So we just need to love. It's not easy, but we can do it. Yeah, it's always fun kind of seeing what other people are studying and stuff. I mean, book club is great, you know, so we're all on the same thing and we have things to talk about there. But I, I love like little YouTube videos and whatever books people are reading and stuff like that. I, I like diving in and, and learning. I don't have a whole lot of time, but. <laughs> Did anybody <laughs> see the one called Seeking Truth by Jared oh. Halverson that was shared oh. in? I love him. Mm. Yeah, it's long. It's long, yeah, and I haven't of, finished it yet. All of but, his are long, but he goes so yeah. in depth in everything. He is amazing, that man. Yeah, is that this is when he did a steak that he did a, a Highland steak or something. I think he so, lives in Utah because he yeah he teaches, he's at the University of Utah. He teaches, but he he's is in the institute. Yeah, yeah. Was that unshaken that you saw that on? No, actually, they was posted on, I don't know if you're a Moss's group, the signs of the second coming. Mm-hmm. It was posted by the by uh, Helena Klein line, I guess is how you, the one that did the thing on food storage and stuff. A couple months ago, she posted it and she said it's like the best one she's seen next to Benson's Beware of Pride. She oh, said yeah. it's just excellent, excellent. She said it's worth watching and I haven't watched it yet but it's on my to watch list (laughs) so yeah i watched a really interesting it kept me up last night and i don't know if people have seen it it's i think it's kind of controversial but i don't know if you've heard and i guess it had a preview somewhere called who killed joseph smith have you heard that (laughs) yeah have you has anybody watched it Uh -uh. oh i watched it and stayed up last night watching it late oh my gosh wow really interesting mm-hmm. really interesting yeah i just was like i joined the the stoddards group or whatever on some of their stuff or whatever and they were talking about it too so yeah <laughs> that's the only yeah there, i found yeah. a free link i thought you had to pay for it but somebody posted a free link for it so i thought i don't know how long it's going to stay up Mm-hmm. free for so i thought i better watch it before yeah. it maybe disappears <laughs> that's the halberson thing you're talking about still no this is a different one i can't remember who the, oh, the joseph smith who killed joseph smith okay sorry yeah i was just trying to yeah. find yeah. Like, wait a minute what are you talking about oh i can give you the link for the halverson one if you like it 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, can you see that? I'm having trouble finding that. Well, if there's nothing else, any other <laughs> things or, or comments or whatever before we hey, don't go yet. Oh, yeah. Well, she's looking that up. Um, I bring up the, the schedule for next week. So next week we are on pages 260 through 280. It is revelation and prayer through the gift of the Holy Ghost. So I have a question. Does anybody have a bookshelf? Have what? You have a desert bookshelf? No. Uh-huh. Yeah, I do. I have it right now because they had a special. But I was listening to Anthony Sweat's book and now it won't let me into it. And I was wondering if you could get into it. Will it let you in? The, the new book or the Holy Invitation? The Holy Invitation. And every time I go to listen to it, oh, maybe it's going to work now. Nope. It says the URL is not found on the server. I can get the introduction and I made it to chapter three, but then I can't go any farther. Huh. And it's the white cover or the gold cover? The white Okay. Um, the temple on the front. I don't know what the other one looks like. This is a holy invitation. In the time of King, part three. Yeah, mine's coming up. So maybe like uninstall it and then reinstall it. Okay, I'll try that. kind of i kind of got bookshelf to listen to those books because um emily's been doing that thing on inklings with him like the third is it like the third thursday or something they have an interview with him and mm -hmm. it's really cool. oh. like i have a ton of time to listen to these things right um <laughs> have they put together because um, I haven't got an email yet again from the for the book club for the Isaiah Institute. Are they still working on that? Uh -huh, yeah. Um, okay. We haven't got an email, have we, Mother? But um, they they do have it all sorted out finally, and I think that they're going to be sending out all of the invitations this next week with like links and and all of that kind of stuff. Um, okay. Me and my mom's is on Saturday at nine a.m. Um, I think anybody that that's currently enrolled or whatever, I think all of the times are pretty much staying the same. And then um, just all of the, the new groups that are popping up, but yeah, they, they should be emailing out all of that information soon. If <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know, like I'll post it on our Facebook page as soon as they, they do send it out so that if you didn't receive it or something, but yeah. What is our Facebook page? Um, you don't have Facebook, do you? I thought it was. I do. I I just did it like maybe a month or so ago. Learning Zion. Um, let me see. Why did I not know that? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's it's kind of like hit and miss. Like, um, if like I invited anybody that I was like actually like the friends connection or whatever on Facebook, and then I sent out that email. Um, but a lot of people said that they didn't get the email. So, um, let me. 
Like, are we Facebook friends already? I don't know. <laughs> I think, I don't know. I think so. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think we are. Because the only Kathy I have in my friends list is, is Kathy Barton. So um, that's probably why it didn't oh. come through that way. But um, there, there's still that email link. Let me copy this real quick. Okay, so this link will only last like for 24 hours or something like that. So you got to make sure to jump on it. Okay. Um, but I just posted that and then you can join it. It's not like we post on there a lot, but anytime that like I post the videos on there because some people just don't navigate to the learningzion.com at all. And so uh, I started posting it on there for, for some of those people. <laughs> I really hate Facebook, but you know, I dive on there every once in a while. Okay. I just clicked it to join it. So there. Uh huh. But yeah, not everything's on the Facebook page, but I try to post everything on learningzion.com so that we keep that up. Yeah, I'm going. I didn't think you did it because I remember when you were like, I'm done with this. I, and you started your other one. <laughs> yeah. I, if I didn't have anything to do with Isaiah Institute, I probably just pull out from Facebook completely. But like, I help moderate for that. Right. I pick and choose what I very much what I even see or look at so just every time I get on even in the good groups like it's just ugh, contentious and stuff I I don't like it at all oh yeah like like Masa's group even I just had to like unfollow because I I can't deal with it there's so many <laughs> fun uh, yeah it's <laughs> terrible Even though I'm grateful for Moss's group, that's how we all met. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened there, but I was having issues too, and I haven't been back there for a while. Yeah, uh, I don't know what happened. It's sad that it does, though. Yeah, that's what I that, and that's another reason why I, when I started the the Facebook Learning Zion or whatever, I was like, oh, like. It was stressing me out so bad. I was like, I don't want this to turn into like battle mode and stuff because like I'm not on Facebook all the time. And so like, I don't want to like have it like go crazy one day with people arguing over something and not being able to like ease things. I don't know. It, it was <laughs> stressing me out, but it hasn't went there. So I'm, I'm grateful. Just yeah. people posting good links and, and things like that. That's why Jody archived hers. That was yeah. so sad. Too much happen too much contention in it and she just was like i can't be a moderator yeah for it and, and she asked them to stop and they still did mm -hmm. and i'm in one group that's really good and she has a lot of people in the group but she seems to keep control of it because almost every week she posts don't argue with the admin don't cause contention she always posts uplifting things to say don't do this if you do it you're gonna get booted and she just reminds people really lovingly not to do it and people don't it's really they're really good about it and she has a huge group what yeah. group is that um it's called hope in the signs of the second coming mm -hmm. and she's just really she keeps everybody on task and they just don't so it's really good mm -hmm. 
and signs of the second coming or hope and second coming hope and the signs of the second coming it's hard to find because she has little icons little roses between them and then and as a little dove at the end so i think it's hope a rose in the signs of the second coming i don't know i have to look it up because i tried to find it let's see yeah it looks like it yes that's the one yep is that her group it's julie beale's group and it's it's really i really like it because it's lots of positive stuff mm -hmm. and she keeps everybody kind of in a positive mind frame so mm -hmm. that's nice All right. I've got so, to where I'll just do a quick scan of the ones that I look at. If it looks interesting, I read it. If not, I just go right through and just the ones that I like, nothing else. <laughs> yep. Exactly. So, um, L, were those two links for the, the Halverson thing that we were talking about? Like the without. Yes, because they uploaded just another one. The first one has like 30 minutes of just wait time. And before it starts, and I think the new one has cut a half an hour out of it, and I think okay. they go right to the talk. I didn't watch that one, but I started to watch the other, and I had to keep forwarding. And I thought, when's it going to start? Mm -hmm. gotcha. <laughs> so, because one's two hours, and it's I got a thirty-minute lag time, and the other's an hour and a half. Okay. So I just posted both of them. Yeah, that's great. All right. Well, any other comments or questions or anything? If not, we'll head out for the night. Well, well thank you so fun. much, everyone, for all oh, that you Thank shared. you so much. Yeah, I love it. All right. Well, have a great week, everyone. We'll see you. Uh, can't wait for your three-hour thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right.